0: Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. But for today's issue and Shir, we're going to have a brief discussion on the topic of dress codes in Judaism with a focus on Big Day Tefillah and Big Day Shabbos. The obvious springboard for this discussion is this past week's Parsha at the moment of this recording, which was Parsha's Tetzaveh. The truth is, I meant to record this before Shabbos, but things got a little bit busy, as they tend to at the end of the week. But I thought that it was still relevant And I think that the Chiddush that I'm going to bring to light today Ezra Hashem, the HaDashmaya Is well worth it and still relevant While we are, yes, still in the Mishkan Parashas But even for all the Shabbos to come Especially because this idea is going to be relevant to every Shabbos Because there is a bracha that we hear every Shabbos and Shul And as I elaborate on it, you'll understand what I'm referring to But... There's a particular piece of this bracha that perhaps we never gave much thought to, and it has very much to do with the big day kahuna, which we just read about. So um, the question of there being dress codes in Judaism. So this is an issue which for many is either a very sensitive issue. People can get very personal about their clothing of choice. Um, This is true for men and for women. You know, it could be that you're in the camp of people that's very particular about the way you dress, and yet there are people, um, if we want to put a political spin on it, there are people that are on the other side of the spectrum who are very much particular just about the idea of being particular when it comes to dress code. For instance, why does it matter what I wear? You know, Isn't it most important what's on the inside and not what's on the outside? And so you have, uh, um, you know, on on both sides of the spectrum, and and the truth is, even on the side of the the spectrum that cares very much about what you wear, you have different forms of dress, depending on what sect of Judaism, if you want to refer to it that way, you come from, depending on your background, um, level of modernity, level of yeshivishness. And even that's not so much what I'm going to focus on. Um, I'm going to try to keep this as... As mainstream as possible, whatever mainstream means, right? Whatever the middle ground is, we 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 always feel like we're the middle ground, and everyone else. To, everyone to the right of us is, is super yeshivish, and everyone to the left of us is uh, super modern, and and then maybe even not even religious. So not um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to just keep it as as quote unquote objective as possible, just focusing on the sources. But in terms of the question itself of does it matter what you wear the push shot answer i would say is yes and i would say that one point about that emerges from the parsha which discusses the big day kahuna where apparently god cared what the kohanim were wearing and not only that they had to wear very particular articles of clothing it, it was it wasn't non specific but it was very specific now as as it, as it is um, with politics and everything uh, political you can take the weekly parsha, the weekly Torah portion, the sedra, uh, and 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 make whatever political spin you want on it. So a person couldn't just say from the parsha itself that the parsha is supporting my point, because you can very easily make the argument that yeah, when it came to the Kohanim, so Hashem cared what they wore, but who's to say that Hashem cares what I wear? So there are many different ways we can bring out the point that for sure Hashem cares what we wear, but I'll give you one simple source just in terms of Big Day Tfila. It's brought down in the Shachanarach or Arachayim Tzadi Khazdalat, that's ninety-eight four. It says, you should have nice clothing for Tfila. Kagon Big Day Kahuna. Like the Big Day Kahuna. So right there he 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 puts it out there for you, the the Mahaber Ravyesavkaro telling us that our Big Day Tefillah should correspond to the Big Day Kahuna. Now, no, this does not mean that we wear the same exact clothing of the Big Day Kahuna. Things are based on social standards, yes. And it doesn't mean that you have to wear a black hat necessarily. There is a concept of Atifas Rosh when you dive in. But the point is that when it comes to what we wear during Tefillah, just for example... Um, but the, the, it's brought down in the postkin that you wear something that's a little bit nicer there's a concept a halacha called hikon which means to prepare yourself before you see Hashem so maybe that means tucking in your shirt means uh, maybe uh, wearing a belt it comes up in, in, in um, the postskin. So there, there are different um, halachos that are brought down, and they're worth looking up. But the point is, the way you daven should not be less than the way you do anything else in terms of your dress. We we give respect to that. This is a very, you know, it's a it's a very fundamental and elementary concept um, that that when you're about to see someone of importance, you dress up for the occasion. So certainly no less. All right? Um, this is a time of the year. Um, the uh, people people are thinking about their uniforms, team uniforms. So the the, the, the idea is is the is the same. You you dress to represent, and that's that's true when it comes to um, big day tefillah, and as we're going to see, it's true when it comes to big day Shabbos as well. So um, to bring things back to the, uh, the 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 bracha that I referenced a little bit earlier, um, which we say or which we uh, hear, I should say, every Shabbos. And that is the bracha that appears in the Haftarah, really at the end of the Haftarah. There is a a group, a collection of brachos that we recite at the end of the Haftarah every Shabbos. And um, and the Haftarah is the portion of Navi that's lain after Kriyasa Torah on Shabbos. And what's interesting about these brachos is that most of them don't have so much to do with the, the Navi portion that was just read. Some of them do. Um, the, the opening bracha for sure does ben tovim, Hashem chose good prophets. So that, that, um, that makes sense. There are references to um, Eliyahu Navi at the end. So the, there are um, um, prophetic references um, at the end of, of the uh, Haftarah. But one bracha that sticks out to me has very much to do with the Big Day Kahuna, because as we mentioned earlier um, uh, this past week, um, before Parshas Tetzaveh, the Torah describes the purpose of the Big Day Kahuna, Lechavod Ul which we translate loosely as either for glory or for honor, and for splendor, or for brilliance, for beauty. And those words, Lechavod Ul which are the tagline words for the Big Day Kahuna, um, which is why uh, the Gemara Megillah um, also says that Achashverosh actually wore these begadim. He, he wore them because the, the words um, um, kavod and sefaris come up in context of Achashverosh's party. So this is the description of the of the big lechavod al sefaris. But for us, we are most likely most familiar with these words from the bracha that we recite after the Haftarah. Right? So we say... Alot her via Torah via Avoda via Neviim and Yom right so we say on the Torah on the Avoda and on the on the Neviim and then on Shabbat Shenosnat Hashem Shamolokynu right Likto Shavlemnucha Lechavur Osefaras so we say that Hashem gave us Shabbat whose purpose is Kedusha and Menucha. Those who are pretty intuitive. Shabbos is known as Shabbos Kodesh. It's also known as Shabbos Yom Menucha. So Shabbos is holy, it's sanctified, it's also a day of rest. And then we say, Lichavod Ulusifaris. The same words for the Big Day Kuna, for honor, for glory, and for splendor. And by the way, this is also true. If it's Yom Tov, if it's Yom Tov, we say... Um, the Hashem gave us the Yom Tov, and instead of saying Likhtusha we say Lissason These are other words that are used in reference to Yom Tov, which are days of, of gladness and joy or rejoicing. And we could have a different discussion about what the difference between Sason and Simcha is, but then right after that, l'chavod So then, yeah, we say that the, the days of Yom Tov, just like the day of Shabbos, is given also Lichavodel osifaris. And the question is, what is the connection, apparently, between Shabbos and Yom Tov and these two words that we find by the big De kahuna, the Kabbalah and also, who, who who wrote this bracha in the first place? Like, where, where did this bracha come from? Um, apparently, the author of this bracha meant to make this connection, so it makes you wonder where the bracha came from. So I had to track it down. And I didn't have to look very far. It's actually in Mesecha Sofrim, which is one of the Mesechtas Ketanus, the small Mesechtas that you could find in the back of a of a Savod Azar, usually is where you could find most of them. Um, a good thing to, to learn the Mesechtas Ketanus, if you can, while you're um, on your trek towards finishing, finishing shots, if you're doing dafiomi. So maybe um, somewhere you should make a seder to do the Masechah's Kitanas. So Masechah's Sofrim, which um, these Masechah's Kitanas, they were filled with brysis. So um, brysis, which are the Tanaitic writings that were not codified in the Mishnah. They were left outside. The word brysa uh, is related to the word outside. So in, in the Masechah's Kitanas, known as Sofrim, in Perak um, Yudgimel, and it was brisa number 14, so 1314, um, is where you find the original bracha. Um, the, many of the brachas of our liturgy you know, um, um, have at least Tannaitic sources, maybe even earlier the Anshikinesis HaGadola, and it could be so that that was um, who authored this bracha and you find the, the lashon of the bracha after the Haftarah, you find it right there. So it's at least as early as the Tannaim. so someone as early as a Tanna, uh, if not earlier wrote this bracha and meant, to, meant there to be a connection between Shab Yom Tov and the Big De Kahuna, writing the same words L'Chavod Chavodal Sefaris the question is, um, what is the connection? And a first connection that you might suggest very simply is that on Shabbos and Yom Tov there is an Indian of having special begotten, the Indian of big day Shabbos, for example. So for, um, you look in the Rambam Hilchas Shabbos, Perak Lamed Halacha Gimels, so that's 33. What does the, the, the mitzvah of kavod of Shabbos entail? There's a mitzvah of kavod for Shabbos um, um, based on the Pasuk in Nishayahu, um, um, which uh, describes that we have to give honor to Shabbos. So it says, that you have a clean clothing. And here's where we get to another aspect of dress codes for Jews that your clothing for weekdays should not be like your clothing for Shabbos, meaning the, the clothing that you wear on Shabbos should be elevated. Now, that, that, that brings to the, the forefront now the question of how you dress during the week. You should definitely dress respectfully during the week um, because it's always important to dress in a respectful way. We're not saying what specifically should you wear, and that's for each person to decide. right? Um, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, no one's saying that everyone has to dress in a uniform way. But the way that you choose to dress, right? Um, obviously, it has a question. There's the question of how you want to identify. Um, an, an unfortunate, really, a reality, but a reality nonetheless, is that we identify things with simplistic terms, and we, we are very, in, in some ways, we are very generic. We are very external, and we relate to the external, which is why what you wear does matter. Maybe it, it doesn't matter as much as what's on the inside, but it does matter, and. How you dress certainly does speak to the group that you want to simplistically identify yourself with, if we can refer to it that way. But at the very least, we're seeing here that on Shabbos you're supposed to dress differently. For some reason, there's this Yetzar Sahara to dress down on Shabbos, at least you know, once you got back from shul, okay, so now you're going to dress down. There's this name of, of, of dressing nicely and dressing in Shabbos dick clothes the entire day. Um, and this is true on Yom Tov. Yom Tov, your, your clothes are supposed to be nicer. Some say there's even an Indian of dressing nicely on Cholam Moed. Um, um, that maybe that there's an extension of, of of Big Day Yom Tov then. But the point is that there's special clothing that you're supposed to wear. And apparently if Shabbos and Yom Tov were provided for that purpose of a kavod and tifaris, what we're apparently saying is that, yeah, like the, 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 that, that might be the connection. Shabbos... And, and, and Yom Tov is a time where we are like the Kohanim in that sense. We wear special clothing. The Begadim, make a difference. We, we, we dress to honor and to bring splendor to Shabbos and to Yom Tov. So that might be one connection. Now, this would also be connected to big day tefillah because... Um, and my rabbi of Sachs pointed this out or of Janssen Sachs, Shlita um, he pointed out um, based on Rav Soloveitchik um, the Rav who had um, who pointed out the parallel between the Rambam in, uh, in Hilchas Tefillah and the Rambam in Hilchas Shabbos, where the Rambam's Lashonas are very similar. He talks about sitting with Kovit Rosh and waiting, and waiting to greet the Shechina. He says it both by going into Shabbos and going into Tefillah. Now, Tefillah makes sense. Tefillah is the Avodah. Tefillah is the Avodah. Of course, we're like the Kohanim at that time, and we should wear something special. We should wear nice clothes. We should dress for the occasion. But Shabbos, in a similar vein, is L'Khavodal sefaris So kavod and sefaris is apparently ascribed to the avoda, the tefillah, which we saw in the Shulchan Aruch. And, um, and, and the Bechor Shor we quoted last week in Parsha pardes says similarly. So that, that we, we, we dress for the service. And then, of course, there's Shabbos, which apparently is a whole day of kuhuna. It's a whole day where we are in that mode of kavod and sefaris So that's one possibility of an explanation for kavod and sefaris in the uh, bracha of the Haftarah. And yet, perhaps there's something even more, something far beyond dress codes as well, in this in this connection, and that might be that if you think about what the what, what kahuna means, right? Kovel and we saw some pshatim in the Rishonim, Ibn Ezra, Ramban, and others that it's not just about the abodin necessarily, but, it, but it's bringing honor to the wearers, meaning the status of kahuna, right? We saw the Chibi Serah al-Torah says this as well. The Torah doesn't just say that kavod and tefaris is, is, um, is the, the explanation and the reason for the big day kahuna, but also the kancho, the chahanoli, to sanctify and to priestify, right? To turn the kohanim into priests, to confer their kahuna upon them. And that kahuna is, um, is reflected, it's represented by the clothing, meaning that they get their elevated status. Part of it is through the clothing that they wear, because clothing um, naturally um, adds beauty to the wearer. It brings out, um, you know, it brings out the beauty of the wearer. But sometimes it, it itself is is invested with brilliance, and thus was the case for the big day kahuna. But the question is now, what is a similarity between the kohanim and the kahuna for those kohanim? and Shabbos and Yom Tov for us. And here's where we get back to that concept that we've mentioned in the past, and a concept that we always have to think of whenever we talk about Kohuna, and that is the concept of the Mamlechas Kohuna, or the Mamlechas Kohanim, the kingdom of priests, the kingdom of Kohanim, and that is all of Kalal Yisrael. Hashem made the Kohanim and he invested in them a power that puts them on a higher level spiritually. There are spiritual hierarchies, whether you like it or not. There, There, there is a tier system in Judaism and in life, in the Torah. And part of that doesn't include the khalistral being on an elevated level. We are higher um, than, than other nations. And part of that um, investment of that higher level is through Shabbos and Yom Tov, which um, we, we, we spoke about in the past, how Shabbos was a Matanah Tova, something that Hashem could have given to every nation of the world. Certainly the concept of Hashem's creation of the world is relevant to all nations, but the combination of Shabbos and Yom Tov, which tells us something that we also spoke about in the past, that we reference and realize that Hashem not only created the world, i.e. Shabbos, but Hashem is still involved in the world, i.e. all of the historical things that made up Yom Tov, um, that Hashem Hashem was relevant in our lives and proved himself to be relevant in our lives. We chose to pay attention to him in the world to see his Hashgacha and we know that he's still there so that we see Hashem um, as my Rebbe puts it based on the first of the Animamans is not only the Bore, but Hashem is also the Manheg. He's not only the creator but he's the one who guides history. Um, by, by, By paying attention to that we are we are expressing that and being Hashem's Mamlechus Kohanim in the world, by celebrating Shabbos and Yom Tov, Shabbos and Yom Tov themselves are our big day kahuna that we should wear, not just the physical clothing, yes, the physical clothing, but also um, the fact that we observe Shabbos and Yom Tov, that we wear Shabbos and Yom Tov on our sleeves, as it were, and perhaps literally, um, realizing that that's what makes us a Mamlechus Kohanim in a very big way. So these were just some things to think about and there's certainly room to extend this conversation more in terms of the sensitivity what particular clothing should a person wear what's the right um, form of dress and I would say that, yeah, a big part of it is the social standards, what's socially accepted. Because a person can decide that he thinks that ripped clothing is, is, is beautiful and nice, but it's not. And you can think dirty clothing is beautiful and nice, but clearly that's also not true. So there are, are there objective standards when it comes to clothing? There are. Are there social standards when it comes to clothing? There is. Um, but, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all a question of, 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 of relativity and our, our conscious decisions of how we dress. And realizing that how we dress makes a difference, whether we like it or not, it does. And there could be good reasons for that, and there can also be not as good reasons for that. And we should be mature enough to be able to differentiate between those reasons, and recognize that what's on the inside matters, and what's on the outside also matters. Like these concepts are once again are pretty elementary, even though um, they do bear repeating. But that's really what it's about. It's about choosing our team uniform because it does represent something the way we dress. And so it's something that we ought to think twice about and not get caught up in the nitty-gritties of the externals, but understanding what the externals represent and then representing. Anyway, I think that takes us through this Real Talk Torah. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking. And... Let's actually finish with a shameless plug. If you enjoyed the shear and Shear I'm like this one, and you want to hear more, you want to partner up with us here at The Database, then all you need to do is reach out to me at thedatabase@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com to make any sponsorship for the Harbatzis Torah that we do here. And back to keeping it real and keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.